Welcome to Masterpiece Women. This is Tina Raines, and I'm the founder of Masterpiece Women, and I am so excited to have you here today. We are a community of authentic women from all over the world, growing together personally, professionally, building businesses and ministries together. And today you're going to hear from a great speaker. So grab a cup of coffee or your favorite tea and sit back and grow with us. Thanks for being here, ladies. Welcome, Dr. Stewart. How are you? Thank you, Tina, for having me. I'm doing wonderful. Delighted to be with you today. And thank you for the invitation. Oh, my goodness. So I just couldn't, I, I was so excited when you came and spoke at LifeWork Leadership in Palm Beach that I was like, I need you. I need you on our podcast. Everybody needs to hear what you have to say because you're such an incredible speaker. So I'm honored and thrilled that you're here with us. And I know our ladies are going to be too. So thank you again for coming. I was reviewing your resume. I mean, you have an outstanding, incredible resume from a graduate at Harvard University. You taught there. Now you have your own incredible um, consulting firm, Stewart Consulting LLC. And in that, you're doing some great things like strategic planning with some of the most incredible corporations in the world. And so I would love for you to share a little bit about who is Shillette not Dr. Shaletsu, but who is Shalette? And how did God bring you to this place of where you're at currently and serving so many of these God-driven organizations around the world? Thank you. And, and by the way, feel free to, to call me Shalette. So I actually um, grew up in Dayton, Ohio. Your audience will be familiar with the term PK, Preacher's Kit. Well, I was a PN, a preacher's niece. So I grew up in a Christian household, grew up in my uncle's church, and was always uh, really immersed in the Christian worldview. Um, as you mentioned, most of my professional background has been serving in leadership roles with Fortune 100 companies like the Coca-Cola Company and AT&T, and with uh, higher ed institutions like Harvard Business School and uh, SMU Cox Executive uh, Education in, in Dallas. And so um, God has really integrated this whole notion of Christian worldview with business and higher education uh, in a way that really has molded me uh, into the person and the calling that I have today. So I first accepted Christ at the age of 10, was later baptized at the age of 24. I've been to Israel and experienced that. And so my calling is really to help uh, leaders like many of your audience members connect their business plans with their purpose, their career with their calling. You know, our careers consume over half of our lives. So it's imperative that what we spend most of our waking hours doing is also spiritually edifying. Absolutely. And I love that. And one of my favorite books that actually I received at LifeWork Leadership years ago before I started coaching, it is um, Lead Like Jesus. Yes. It's such a powerful book and just integrating your faith at work is such a powerful concept that unfortunately, many people walk into work and they leave their Christianity at the door. And I love that there's many leaders like yourself that are stepping up and saying, no, we need to change that model. We need our business plan to reflect who, what God's plan is in our lives. And so I love that. And you're an author, your book revelations in business is all about connecting your business plan with God's purpose and plan for your life. And I'm like, that's phenomenal. (laughs) I love that. 
you know, um, for me, you mentioned um, uh, the book that kind of you found interesting or inspiring. The um, book that most inspired me to write my book was Rick Warren's book, The Purpose Driven Life. So many of your audience members will be familiar with that book, but I loved it. But after reading it, I was craving, what does this mean for me in the marketplace or in the workplace? Uh, what does it mean if I'm to submit to a leader who I don't respect? Or how do I know if I'm in my position by divine assignment or by default, my own fault, and it's time to move on? And so that really inspired me to write Revelations in Business. And I, I address a lot of those challenges that we all face um, in the marketplace in my book. So I would love for you to share a few of the key points from your book with some, some of the women listening today, because I think it's very um, interesting how you do bring that whole concept together. Yes, you know, I um, am a planner at heart. I believe in planning, but planning, Tina, prayerfully. And I had to get to that point where it wasn't about Shalette's plans. It was about God's plan and purpose. So that was part of my growth. Uh, and so Revelations in Business really takes you through a step-by-step -step process of how to develop a solid business plan or a career plan based on the word of God. So uh, when I started this whole um, venture and this journey, if you will, I found myself in a leadership role in corporate America, a wonderful company, but I felt as if I was not growing. I felt a, a sense of discontentment and dis-ease and disconnection. And the Lord uh, led me uh, into a new season to write a book to, to really minister to myself. And it turns out I'm ministering to a lot of people in the process. So for your audience members who are... Um, growing their careers or developing a plan for a business or a nonprofit uh, initiative or an entrepreneurial venture. Revelations in Business uh, takes you through how to develop a plan for that. So each chapter of the book is actually dedicated to a key element of a business plan. So a quick example, uh, for your business or your nonprofit initiative, it's imperative that you have a mission and vision statement. So I walk the reader through how to develop a clear, concise, succinct mission and vision statement for your initiative. And then what does the word of God say about mission and vision? Habakkuk 2.2 says to write the vision and make it plain so that all who hear it can run with it. So it's that balance that I bring to bear in every chapter, mission and vision, the marketing plan, uh, the operations plan, the financial plan, the management organization plan. Uh, the exit strategy, uh, very practical, pragmatic insights, and then um, the powerful uh, insights from the word of God. I love that. So as you're saying that, I was thinking of all the organizations that you touch, uh, but you are not just involved with Christian organizations. You actually do consulting for some of the biggest organizations in the world that aren't necessarily Christian organizations. How are you able to connect with those organizations? What does that look like for you when you are consulting with them? And how do you incorporate your faith into those types of situations? Yes, good question, because you know, the Bible says that we are salt and light. So as we lead in the marketplace, it's imperative that we are the light to secular organizations and a reinforcement to faith-based organizations. So a few days ago, I spent two days conducting a strategic planning leadership development a session for Chick-fil-A executives at their headquarters in Atlanta. So clearly, Christian worldview organization, faith-based. 
few months ago, I conducted a session for Texas Instruments uh, at their headquarters in Dallas and for the Coca-Cola company at their headquarters in Atlanta. So secular organizations, wonderful Fortune 100 companies, but a different viewpoint. And so the way that I, um, I really approach those secular organizations, Tina, is by honoring, you know, the Bible says that we are to honor our um, employers and the people who are over us in terms of, of hierarchy and authority. And so I look at my clients that way. So when I'm sharing insights at Texas Instruments or the Coca-Cola company or another Fortune 100 companies, actually I'm, I'm sharing the same principles. I may not get as granular with the biblical scriptures as I would with a Chick-fil-A or a Hobby Lobby or a Christian University, but it's still the same principles. And you know what's so funny, Tina? is that after I conduct the program, all the Christians come up to me and say, we know what you were talking about, Shalette. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You know, what, what is that saying? Um, preach if you have to, oh, I forget what the okay. saying is. I've lost. It's, uh, yeah, right. Uh, preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. That's the, yeah, that was, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's it, right? Because yes. We can be so effective without having to actually speak the words. Yeah. It's, it's amazing what an effect we can have in the marketplace without having to beat people upside the head with the Bible. Exactly. And you know, the Bible says that it's the Holy Spirit that does the convicting. So our job is to show up and to honor our assignment and allow the Lord to do the rest. Exactly. I love that, Shalette. That's excellent. So talk to me a little bit about when you got started. You talked about you were a preacher's niece, but where did you go from there? How did you really launch into knowing what your calling and what your purpose was in regards to where you're at today? How, what was that navigation for you? What did God, how did God do that with you? Yes, it was actually a journey. So it didn't happen overnight. It didn't even happen over a couple of years. It was several years of my growing uh, in the word of God, learning to trust him for everything. So um, for instance, right after high school, I went to undergrad at um, University of California at Berkeley. And so people will say, well, that environment will either uh, draw you closer to Christ or further away. So it drew me further, uh, actually closer uh, to Christ, uh, because it was the furthest thing from what I was used to. It was a very liberal environment. You know, it was completely different than my hometown of Dayton, Ohio, and growing up in my, my uncle's church. So it grew me closer to Christ. It helped strengthen my prayer life. And so um, along the process, I began to develop all these career plans and at the time, they were my plans. Uh, I was praying to God, but I really wasn't asking him to uh, uh, really lead me in terms of those solid career plans, the tangible objectives and, and goals. I had to grow into that. And so I found myself really growing into that when uh, I was in corporate America. I believe that business is ministry and it should be um, treated as but at the time I wasn't treating business as ministry. I was treating it as a job. So I had to um, grow in and the Lord uh, really helped me to understand the importance of looking at business as ministry. And the way that he did this, and this is the way that he's probably dealing with some of your audience members, is he will make you discontented. You will have um, a sense of dis-ease or, or disconnection. And oftentimes that's the sign that he's moving you into a new season. And so for me, 
uh, that was a sign that he was moving me into a new season that actually uh, entailed writing, writing a book. I never thought I'd write a book. I love reading, but I never thought about writing a book. And so the Lord will place it on your heart, what he desires for you to do, but it's up to us to honor that. And so that was the epiphany for me that, oh, this is not just a job. It's not just a career. It's ministry. It's a part of my purpose and God's calling for my life. So it really was, Tina, uh, a journey over several years. And and I wouldn't uh, change a thing because I need it to go through the process. And so I would encourage your audience today, if they're struggling in their careers or their entrepreneurial ventures, um, take some time and really seek God and his guidance, um, because it may be part of the process and for you to continue to matriculate through it, or it may be time for you to make fundamental changes in your life or in your career. Absolutely. And you did, you pivoted when God said, okay, it's time to move. You moved and you followed and you surrendered that Gillette. So I love that. And, um, there's such peace in that, but it's not always easy when you make that transition. You going into business for yourself was, even though you have been in the business world for so many years, this was a new venture for you. Will you talk a little bit about what that was like for you with all your experience, but yet now it's you doing it sole proprietary here, what that was like? Yes, you know, um, it's true. It's it's a walk of faith. Um, and what helped this last transition of my resigning from a leadership role at Harvard Business School to focus full time on Stewart Consulting LLC and traveling the world and conducting strategic planning sessions and writing strategic plans and conducting leadership development programs for, for leaders around the world. What helped it be easier for me, if you will, this time was the fact that I had to step out on faith uh, in prior years. So for example, the first time I had to step out, it was a little bit scary. This was um, 2007 to 2009. And your audience will recall that in the United States, we had a housing market crash. The economy was not the best during that time, but God so clearly Uh, desired for me to resign from a leadership role in corporate America and focus full-time on writing the book that he had planted within me. And so uh, you can imagine the the, uh, reaction from friends and family and colleagues that during this economy, (laughs) you're going to leave your lucrative position uh, with your expense uh, account and, and your company vehicle to write a book And so I did. I resigned. I took a two-year sabbatical. And when you make one step, um, I want to encourage your audience, Tina, that God will make 10. So he made for me to take two years off to just focus full-time on writing the book as a single woman, as a single woman with a mortgage and all other responsibilities. And it was a joy. So it was a little bit scary at first, but remember that God has not given us the spirit of fear, according to 2 Timothy one seven, but power and love and a sound mind. So that was the first time. And so that, that made this time so much easier because I have the, um, the blessing of seeing God at work in the past when I've stepped out. So if any of your audience members are a little bit leery about the economy or the pandemic or um, you know, supply chain issues that are going on globally and afraid to make that step and, and start their business or start the nonprofit or the ministry, I would encourage them that to step out on faith. Uh, God gives you the vision 
he will also offer the provision. I love it. When he offers you the vision, he gives you the provision. That's a great one, Shalette. It's so true. I remember when I was leaving the healthcare staffing business um, just a couple of years ago and said, I'm going to launch this masterpiece. Women, they're like, you're doing what? Why? Like healthcare staffing is huge right now. The shortage in travelers is huge. And, you know, and I had made significant amount of money in the past. I had done that for 20 years. I knew that industry well, had relationships. And God said, that's not what I have you for long-term. And I had that discontentment you described as you were saying, like, you were so, you're right on target. Like he does, he gives you that discontentment or he'll give you something will happen. You'll, you just know that, you know, that, you know, it's time to go. And unfortunately, and I'm sure you have experienced um, working with people also that stay because of the fear and they don't trust in the Lord to provide for them. And I, um, I just encourage them as well to just go, just do it scared one step, just take that one step forward and get going because he will definitely provide. And I remember when I went out to be a missionary and I had to raise my own support, it was such a weird thing. I was like, wait a minute, I have to raise my own support. Um, (laughs) And I had a lot of affluent friends. And the first event I did for them, I was supposed to raise $10,000, which is a small amount of money for the people I know. Can I tell you, not one of them gave me large amounts. (laughs) <laughs> the Lord literally had them all give me 25, 50, a hundred because he wanted me to trust him in it. And I was like praying and praying going, Lord, what is this? Like one of them could write the check for 10. I don't have time for this. He's like, I want you to be my spokesperson for those women and children enslaved. And I'm like, okay, Lord. Okay. You know, and he did, he provided, but it was, sometimes it's not what we expect. And then we get discouraged. And when we look back and we see what God does through it, and we see what he's moving in that time that we just hadn't realized the why yet. It's amazing. So absolutely. And good for you for stepping out on faith, because um, most of the time it's not even about us. So as we're walking in our calling and our purpose and assignment, it's to bless others. And so you're sharing uh, what you just shared, Tina, as a, as a part of your testimony. And that's powerful because it will encourage the next person to step out on faith. So oftentimes um, it's difficult to even imagine. And I talk about it in Revelations and Business, but our families, our careers, our assignments, they're not even about us. It's about his kingdom purpose. And so we have to really uh, continually put it in the right perspective. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And it's really sweet as we get older in our age, when you get to look back and watch those steps and how he brings everybody to, you know, in their path and you see what he was doing in so many of those times that we didn't know exactly what he was doing, but we said, okay, God, I'm just going to trust you. I I feel like I'm jumping off a cliff here, but I'm going to trust you. And you watch what he did with it. He's just such a good God. Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember um, when I uh, completed the draft of Revelations and Businesses, I was reaching out to different leaders uh, for endorsements. And so some were open, some not so much. And I reached out um, to Dan Cathy. 
And I didn't even know Dan Cathy, and many of your audience members will know him as the chairman of Chick-fil-A. At the time, he was CEO and chairman, and the Lord placed it on my heart to reach out to him. And again, we had no connections whatsoever. But all these other folks I was reaching out to, and you know, I had some connections, but there was no interest. So I reached out to him, and he requested the, uh, the draft of the manuscript. He kept it for a few weeks and then sent his endorsement. Nothing but God. No connections to him whatsoever. But his endorsement of Revelations in Business opened up a flow of other endorsements and other opportunities. So that's how he works. Our job is to be obedient uh, to him. I love what um, Dr. Charles Stanley says, you know, just uh, obey God and leave all the rest, leave the consequences to him. And I love love that. You can connect those dots that we can't even see. Yeah, it's, he's like the, the, dot create the dot connector extraordinaire right I love master it. networker he sure. is he really is and it's interesting I don't know if you're you're experiencing this right now but for myself and many other of the women leaders that I know around the world there's this movement there is this thing he's doing where he's connecting so many women to get to come together for a purpose and a plan. And he's just, he's creating these extraordinary connections and watching, I'm watching these doors open in ways that, you know, it's not you. I mean, there's nothing I could do to open some of these doors and it's happening, not just for myself. I was just speaking to a girlfriend of mine who runs another large leadership women's organization and God's just blowing doors down because he wants his girls to collaborate. And I know you've been in the marketplace and in business for many years. And oftentimes, unfortunately, women don't be, they don't be, they're not as good as they can be, less willing to collaborate and much more competitive and almost even um, protective and jealous of one another in the marketplace. What are you seeing, Shalette, in the marketplace where women are concerned, especially the godly women out there that are leading. Have you seen anything going on? I have, absolutely. And I would agree with you. Um, Just in my experience in corporate America, as well as higher education, I have seen so many opportunities where um, women could do a better job of supporting one another, as opposed to competing against one another. So I would encourage your audience to... um, to raise up your fellow sister, to support, to encourage your fellow sister. Remember that we're really not in competition. In the book, I discussed this notion that uh, you have no competitors. In business, you really have no competitors. Uh, In your career, you have no competitors if Jesus is your standard, if you're following the the will and the calling and the assignment that he has for you. Uh, No one else has your genius. No one can complete that assignment but you. So I would encourage the audience to to really be um, respectful of one another and to encourage uh, your fellow sisters. I am very encouraged about uh, what I'm seeing occurring now. Um, I have one client, uh, Higher Education Resource uh, Services. The acronym is HERS, H-E-R-S. And it's a group of women who are leaders in higher education. So these are female university presidents female deans, uh, female provosts. And uh, I uh, served as a um, leadership development 
uh, expert for them, as well as a strategic planning consultant for them. And I tell you, I was just so encouraged by the energy and the rooms when I'm with them that these are women at quote unquote competing institutions when there's really not competition, but their sister, there's a sisterhood among these women. So I see that with hers. I will be speaking for the National African-American Women's Leadership Institute, NOLI, in a couple of weeks. And so this is a group of high potential Black women in corporate America who they're part of a leadership program. Same type of atmosphere. They're encouraging one another. Love it. Um, the former uh, first lady, Laura Bush, is a client of mine, and she has a leadership program for um, women who are um, global leaders. And so I see that and I, I feel that sentiment with them, too. So I'm very encouraged about the trend of positivity and, and optimism that we're I, facing. I am, too. And the collaboration. So I, I say this all the time with Masterpiece Women. We have no competition here, only collaboration. Because oftentimes people say, Tina, you're always like bringing on people that would be quote unquote competitors on whether it's the podcast or the luncheons. I'm like, we're here to add value to women. God has us. We know where we're going. We know what our mission is. We don't like that's that we're not threatened by anybody. We love supporting other women like that just makes my heart smile is knowing that I can add value you Shalette were incredible you're like yes absolutely how can I support you what can I do and I'm like thank you because you know in my in my little my little world masterpiece women were tiny compared to what the things that you're doing but yet you had no respect or a persons of large small medium large I was just like oh, I felt so honored because and that is really what I believe that God wants us to emulate is just that is just how do we serve each other? How do we help each other? What can I do to, to move you forward and vice versa? Absolutely. And I, I felt honored that you invited me to share insights on your platform. That's the way it should be. It's not about hierarchy or levels or uh, extent of experience. It's about kingdom work. Kingdom. Amen. I yeah. love it. And I just spoke to another woman who was our, our pot, one of our podcasters um, for next month. And she has a ministry for marriage. And we were talking about marriage and how valuable just relationships are when to be kingdom minded and to keep them in perspective in relationship to, you know, business and leadership really starts from within number one. And right here it has to be and those on the podcast i'm pointing up to god <laughs> those on the videos can see it but it has to be first you and god and then everything else around you going in his direction is going to be where it needs to be and you're going to follow his purpose and his passion because you're hearing from him on a daily basis and keeping your relationships a priority and the way God wants us to. And so I just love that we can come together as women in Christ and say, okay, let us help you and let's help each other and just add value to one another. And so it just, it's amazing to see what he's doing. So I'm just 
blessed beyond measure watching what God's doing with so many of his women coming together, collaborating. Well, it'll be interesting. All those dots you talked about, Shalette, how in a few years we look back and go, oh, yes, I see what he was putting together. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And the whole notion of iron sharpens iron. It's important for us to learn from one another. In the book, I discussed the notion of reverse mentoring. Oftentimes we think of mentoring as the wiser, elder, you know, mentoring and sharing insights with the younger generation. But there's so much that we can learn from younger generations. And so it's really a twofold, two dynamic um, uh, in terms of mentoring and, and learning from one another for us as women. Absolutely. So what are some of the, are there any other key points in your book that you go, this is like the, that revelation, the key one I'd like to share with the women today. Have you already addressed it or is it in there still? Well, I will say um, the book is about 400 uh, pages long. It's full of hundreds of biblical references and scriptures. So it's very rich in terms of the spiritual biblical insights, but also the very practical pragmatic business insights. But if I had to say one overarching theme, if you will, would be coming from Proverbs 29, 18, where there's no vision or revelation, the people perish. And so the uh, book is really based on that anchor scripture that in order for us to uh, excel in our careers and in life in general, we must have a vision, but more importantly, a God-given vision. And so again, the insights of the book will take you through with your marketing plan. Um, how do you understand what God's plan is for, for the marketing plan? And then what does the word of God say about marketing? You know, we are his ambassadors uh, on the earth. And so what does that mean? I talk a lot about the notion of the fifth P of marketing. We've heard of the four P's, price, product, place, and promotion. But the fifth is your platform. At the end of the day, what do you as a leader stand for that's godly? So these are some examples of some of the insights uh, in the book, but it's full of really rich uh, content around connecting your business plans with your purpose. Well, you know, I went on Audible yesterday to download it and it wasn't there. And now that we've spoken more, I'm so excited because I was going to listen for a little bit before I joined you and then, you know, finish because I knew it'd be great. And now I'm super excited that I'm going to just order the hard copy because I, I have a feeling it's one of those books I'm going to be writing a lot in. <laughs> People will highlight quite a bit. So Revelations in Business is available in um, hard copy paperback. And um, years ago, the publisher made it available in the audio um, format. It was like CDs back then. So um, it's not on Audible per se, but it's available in those three formats. And I just Perfect. Well, I'm, I'm glad I didn't find it in Audible and I'm going to order the hard copy because I, I can't wait to get it. And I'm going to encourage all the women, make sure you go get one as well. So, it's available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and wherever fine books are sold, Tina. Perfect. Good. That'll be easy. Amazon's my friend. I'm mine too. I love. I spend too much time on Amazon. I do too. It's almost too easy. It's like okay, I can get it tomorrow. Perfect. I don't have to go drive to. I have a Barnes and Noble half a mile away. You would think I would drive, and I feel bad because I need to be better at going to the brick and mortar stores. So, yeah, <laughs> that's wonderful. So, um. One of the, our key pillars is authenticity with masterpiece women. We have such a passion that women would be authentic and vulnerable and share um, some, of the, some of the things that actually have been difficulties in their life 
that have propelled them to where they're at today because we believe that if more of us share from a vulnerable, authentic place, then, and especially as leaders, those that we serve will also gain the permission to do so as well. So I wanted to ask you, Shalette, how do you bring authenticity and vulnerability into your leadership style as you're building your business? Good question. Um, I believe that the notion of transparency is so important. Um, Transparency around my journey. So for example, uh, when I was um, sharing with the executives at Chick-fil-A, we started the session in prayer. And then before we really got into the granular aspects of strategic planning, I shared my journey. I shared in a very transparent way my journey, similar to how I've shared um, with your audience today. So I believe that in order to be authentic, you really have to honor uh, your past, the history, your journey, because it truly all works together for the good. If you truly believe in Romans 8.28, that all things work together for the good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So I would say a key element would definitely be the notion of just being transparent with people and allowing them to understand um, your journey, the peaks and the valleys. Absolutely. And what would be one of your greatest peaks? Hmm. Um, There have been so many. I have been so blessed. Um, I will say... What stands out immediately would probably be the graduation from Harvard University, our first university in our country, um, very prestigious, world-renowned. I would say that the Lord led me there to be the light um, serving in in, in a leadership role with Harvard Business School, but then he placed it on my heart to get a degree. And so I had the capacity um, to do that, and, and I did so with his grace, I was able to graduate. So that's, um, that's one of the, the peaks. Love that. That's awesome. Those insights for kingdom purposes. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and you know, it's a very prestigious honor to be able to say that you graduated from Harvard university. That's a great a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what a gift from the Lord. That's, that's a sweet gift. Thank you. So that's wonderful. And what would be a valley? Um, and how did you handle the valley? I would say what immediately comes to mind, Tina, would be losing my dad at an early age. I was 10 years old, and at the time, he was only 43. Uh, to a 10-year-old, he seemed very old. And as I'm an adult now, I'm like, oh, he was very young. Um, but he had an illness um, that really caused him a lot of pain in his joints. Um, and so when he passed away, it was difficult. And of course, my brother and I, you know, leaned on our mother and our family. And we were very fortunate that we still had the, the family um, support. Uh, but what it did was it drew me closer to my heavenly father. So my father was no longer there, but my heavenly father was there. And I was so blessed to have wonderful uncles in my life, um, godly men, men of character who spoken to me. So I would say that was probably um, one of the lowest uh, in terms of my journey. But again, going back to Romans 8.28, the Lord still allowed uh, me to grow from that and to depend on him uh, even more. Yeah, he uses it all. He's so he faithful. In that. So He's true. Just, yeah, Romans 8.20 is one of my favorites because he does. He works it all out. I remember saying one time to one of my friends, and she's not a Christian, 
I was, um, I just said yes to leading the movement against human trafficking. And I shared with her my personal story, which I had not shared with anybody really um, until that year, the Lord just said, it's time for you to tell your story. And people just saw me as, you know, a businesswoman in our community. And, you know, when I shared my story publicly to hundreds of my colleagues in our community that I had been abused as a child and it was so powerful for those around me because I don't know, I think they thought I had a silver spoon. Like, no, I actually grew up in poverty and in child abuse and they were just blown away. And I can't tell you how many women it freed by me sharing my story, but I was saying, was talking to her about this event and how God had called me to share the story and I really feel like, you know, he didn't cause it by any stretch of the imagination. However, I do believe he works it all out. He says he does. And for his glory, and now that very thing that the enemy meant for destruction to destroy me, I'm able to use as a platform to be able to share God, to be able to share freedom, to be able to share peace and joy that you can only get from having that relationship with the Lord. And she looked at me and she goes, well, that just makes zero sense. And I recognized, oh, wow, what a difference when you really know who God is and you know how he does work everything together for the good of those who love him, that he even takes the painful things. He takes the hard things like your father passing that had, that could have been just so detrimental to you and to the extent of you could have gone a whole different direction many children do during painful situations in their youth but yet God provided and I feel the same way with the pain that I suffered as a child and I know a lot of women are still hurting from their pain and I really try to encourage them walk through it and let God heal it because he can restore it and he can use it. And it's part of our story. That very pain, the, those difficulties are part of our story and someone needs to hear your story. And so I think that's part of why God called us to share more authentic, you know, our, one of our key pillars, like I said, is authenticity, because when you share your story, Shalette, someone else shares their story. I share my story. We give per- people permission to share yes. their story because they feel like, well, they'll share their story and their pain, then I can too. And then there's freedom in sharing our stories as well. So absolutely. It's a multiplier effect. It really is extraordinary. And I commend you for uh, really being liberated, emancipated and have the confidence to share your story because it truly, it continues to bless others, even in your sharing it with me just now, it continues to bless. Um, We've all heard the saying, you know, your test will be your testimony. I truly believe that's true. Uh, We're testimonies that allow us to serve as a testimony or a living testament to others. It's part of our legacy. So I would encourage the audience not to shy away from the most difficult aspects of your lives, um, as well as those peaks too. That will encourage, they will encourage uh, folks as well. So share both in a very authentic way. Yes, absolutely. That's a great piece of advice. I agree 200%. I love it. (laughs)
Well, thank you, Shalette, for being with us today. Our time is almost up. Is there anything you'd like to leave the Masterpiece Women with today that you've given so much gold nuggets? I like, what else could you possibly say? But I know there's probably something else in there. You're such a wealth of knowledge. Oh, oh thank you so much. And thank you for having me. This has been a delight. The time has just flown by. Just a wonderful conversation. Um, I would encourage the audience um, today in their walk, whatever the walk entails, uh, to begin from within. Um, pray, meditate. Out your purpose. And I would invite the audience to uh, engage with me. Uh, log on to my website, ShalettStewart.com. Connect with me on social media. I'd love to hear from you and your walk. And again, thank you, Tina, for having me. It's been a pleasure. My pleasure. My puppy agreed with you 100%. You hear I heard your puppy. Yeah. <laughs> I had to put on mute. Oh, thank you, Shalette. Well, good. I'm I appreciate it. We're going to have all of your um, social media and website down below your podcast as well. So ladies, definitely connect with um, Shalette. She's just, as you heard today, a wealth of knowledge and such a blessing to so many women and men um, around the world, but specifically to Masterpiece Women today. Thank you for sharing and have a wonderful, blessed rest of your day, Shalette. And thank, thank you, you, ladies. We'll see you in the membership platform. If you haven't joined, we have 30 days for free. So make sure that you join us and I'll see you in the platform. See you soon. Mm-hmm.